Welcome to the very first episode of the Bars and Bars podcast. This episode, you're going to hear from one of hip hop's biggest stars. But before we get there, I just want to let you know that this podcast is for you, a hip hop fan who's also on a journey towards financial betterment. Real quick note, while we would have loved to play bars from songs within each episode, we're going to be respectful of each artist by not playing their music without permission. So instead, we'll play each song in studio and you'll hear our commentary on the bars. And that way, we'll all be able to enjoy this podcast for a long time to come. Last thing, it would be super helpful to both you and to me if you did a very simple thing. Just take the next two seconds to click subscribe, and that way you'll have instant and automatic access to every episode that we drop. All right, let's get to it. This is Bars and Bars. What's up, everybody? This is the first episode of the Bars and Bars podcast, where we leverage hip hop to develop financial literacy. My name is Troy, and I am your host for this podcast. And look, it's not just me. We have a couple of other gentlemen that are co-hosting this podcast. I'm going to allow themselves to introduce themselves. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Boog. What's going on? It's DJ Audit. What's goody? Yep. And we are three friends that have had so many conversations surrounding financial literacy, surrounding just uh, really understanding money. And we've talked amongst ourselves and we said, look, why don't we expand the conversation to more than just us and give this to the masses? And that includes you. So here's the concept. For Bars and Bars, we are going to take a song. Uh, or sometimes it'll be a whole song or just a bar or two from a song. Uh, and it'll be from hip hop, rap songs and whatnot. And we're going to talk about financial topics and, for the culture. <laughs> and we're giving doctoral level knowledge <laughs> while still keeping it hood. We're keeping it simple yes, for everybody yes, to understand it. Uh, guys, how, how, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm ready to yeah. talk about this money, man. Oh, awesome. yeah. You know I'm always ready. All right. You know we, I'm always ready. We know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, so without further ado, we are getting into the first song for this episode. Look, this is coming from the OG this is the man who is on top. He has declared himself the greatest, yes, sir. and uh, that is up for debate. Uh, we're not going to get into that, but this dude is definitely on just about everybody's top five. A few moments later. All right, so you already know. You've heard the voice. You've heard the album. This is from 444. This is none other than Jay-Z Jigga. They call him Hova. Uh, and this is from the track, The Story of OJ. Guys, Jay-Z just spit some wisdom for us. Jay-Z is always spitting, man. Always. Like, seriously, this is probably one of many. Yes, it is. So he he and here's the main the main bar that that we're gonna really be discussing. But it, you know, if we wanna uh kind of circle around it and talk about more, we we've got it. Here it is. Financial freedom, my only hope. Yep. Bump living rich and dying broke. Fellas. This is a real bar here. All right. Now, here, here, here's a question. Here's a question for us. Thank you, first and foremost, to Jay-Z for just bringing this to us. But I have some questions for us. Think of a time when you were at your brokest, right? Mm-hmm. He's talking about 
living, uh, uh, not living rich and, 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 and dying broke. That is not what he wants, right? The time that you were at your broke is how broke were you? Man, that's a good question, man. Um, I'm going to take it back to my childhood years, man. My, when my parents, we grew up in the hood. We were under the welfare program. And I remember, man, for breakfast, we had the cornflakes, the regular cornflakes. <laughs> no frosted. No frosted. Nothing. No. And here it is. We didn't even have sugar, bro. So Damn. it was cornflakes and skim milk because we were trying to keep it healthy. The whole milk wasn't good for you. <laughs> And that was that was our staple breakfast. Yeah. Like like a good morning. Yo, we 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 well fed. And I remember, man, it was just it was tough time. We had mice, roaches. Yeah. It, was, it was they were like part of the fam. But growing up, man, I was that was probably the brokest time I remember. Yeah. Me, man. I don't know all that for you, man. But yo, I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I didn't realize I was broke until I went to college and I started speaking to other folks, right? Like about mm-hmm. their lives and what they had growing up. And I was like, man. Like, and it was like a regular thing and I didn't have certain things, right? Like, you know, having separate bedrooms. Yeah. Like me and my brother shared a room all the time, man. Right. And I was like, I thought that was cool. Like me and my brother got a room together. That's dope. Right. Uh, I didn't realize folks out here got separate rooms for themselves, <laughs> man. Separate closets. You know what I mean? Separate clothes. <laughs> right. It's like, well, we all shared, you know. But right. that's really what it came down to for me when I when I realized I was... Right. Probably in a properly line. Right, right. Yeah, I, and I feel you. And I think growing up for me, I didn't really realize we were broke. Um, you know, a lot of times my par- my parents would be like, yeah, we only had like one can of tuna fish in the cupboard <laughs> uh, until, you know, next time one of them got paid away. I didn't know that as a kid. Yeah. I just had good times, you know what I mean? But I think when when I first realized that, yo, this is, this is tough, when I got married, when I first got married, uh, we got married uh, young and I'm still happily married. Um, and my wife and I, we were 22 years old when we got married. Right. Yeah. So, um, it was just really tough because she had just graduated from college expecting to get a, a good full-time job. And, um, it just didn't work. Remember this is at the height of the recession, actually, this is 2009. And, um, it was just tough. Well, I'm grinding, like hustling, working four jobs, trying to make ends meet, uh, on food stamps. And it's not a commentary on food stamps at all. It, we did it for a time in a season and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but we were just broke, but man, we were happy, man. We had each other and, um, but we, we, we were pretty broke, man. That, that was with some tough, no cable, right? Yeah, we had to go yeah. to the, to the homies crib to watch some TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are tough times, man. Yeah. But, uh, that's how broke we were. So, yo, w- as broke as you were and early, I, I know that you were talking about, especially when you kind of got to college, uh, what was the turning point for you? What, what was the turning point for you kind of like, what was the turn? How did you turn the corner from being broke to, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right for myself. I'm, I'm straight. What was that? For me, I think it was just, I, I, I didn't want my family or my future to be a result of me consistently doing the wrong things with money. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to learn more. I mean, I decided to even go take accounting classes in high school, which to me was, all right, how do I learn about business? How do I learn about transactions? That's why I even majored in accounting and uh, ended up going to college for it. So I always wanted to make sure that my family could benefit from bettering themselves financially. Yeah. Um, and I think it just came from just, I just want to do better. Yeah. Um, coming out of high school and realizing, comparing my life to other folks and what they have. Right. You know, I want I want more. Got you. Now, what what was the catalyst for you, uh, Boo? What, yeah, what, you know, what for me, man, and I, and I was referencing to my childhood. I think yeah. one of the good things that my dad and my parents did is 
um, they made us realize two things. One is that this is not the destination. Mm. Like, like we're building towards something. Okay. Yeah. So I like it's almost like they invited me into. So their being dream. broke was like a stop. It was. Along a, it, the was a hundred, it was. It was almost like a, a passage. Like, wow. look, you gotta go. You gotta this get here to where you gotta <laughs> go to. Like, okay. And, and they made us enjoy it. The mm. second part of that it was special was that they taught us to be content. So mm. what happened was, as bad as it was, my parents always would take us back to Africa to mm. the village to where they grew up. And to see how some of my cousins live, where wow. some of them didn't have power, didn't have electricity. I mean, they was going to the cow getting milk, let yeah. alone skim milk. So it was this idea like, wait a minute, first off, I should be grateful because I, I actually got a, a place to sleep. But number mm-hmm. two, we're going to dream and we're going to build towards something. And I think that's kind of where it was like, all right, you know what? Success for me is no longer about just me making money. I got to do this for my legacy, man. And th- right. if my parents, they came to this country to make it, to do what they had to do, in which they did. Now it's my job to make sure I can take it to the next level. You know, I'll add to that, man. Yeah. Along the way, too, right? Like wanting to do better in life after taking classes and all this stuff, you get milestones or cer- certain experiences like right. that along the way, yeah, even right. after getting the understanding that you need to do better with money, mm. that kind of push you. Another one for me was when I went to, you know, different countries, when I went to Haiti and I yeah. saw people living in certain situations, right. that kind of reminded me of like, Hey man, this is why you're going to college. This is why mm-hmm. you're majoring in accounting. This is why you want to learn more about business, about money. Um, when you see people who come from like worse situations, I mean, poverty in America is yeah, one thing. Poverty, yeah. correct? The country, developing I mean, countries, it's, it's, whole, it's totally different. Very so different. I'm actually happy you brought up that point. Yeah, now that's that's awesome. Uh, good stuff. So you know, Jay says, uh, "Bump living rich and dying broke." So it, it seems like he is <laughs> just like. Yo, I'm not about to be hood rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, looking like I have money. But in the end, I'm just like 100% dying broke. I'm I'm not going to be living that, that life. So he, here's my question. What do you think about instead of living rich and dying broke, living broke and dying rich? Not that, you know, dying with a million dollars in, in the bank or whatever is going to help you. You know, if you're dead, you're dead. It, it don't matter at that point. But at least like being able to leave a legacy or to help other people when you do pass away with your estate and whatnot. What do you think about that living broke and dying rich? Yeah, man, uh, that's, that's heavy. And so let me, this is, I'll give you my philosophy right. and then I'll probably just share real quick a story yeah, go ahead. that made it kind of real to me. Okay. For, so for me, um, I think it's a rite of passage, man. Like if you're 20 years old in this country, you're not, you should not be balling, Right. Okay. That should be your, your decade of grinding, yeah, sacrifice, facts. get yourself some roommates, not spoiling. So I, I always chuckle when I see, you know, cats 25 going to the club. Well, hold up. Get, they, you know, the dudes, they just getting up, up out of their nah, parents' house, man. They trying to. <laughs> nah, this ain't the time <laughs> So you're for saying it, don't do that. Hey, you're killing yeah. it because that's not real balling, man. Okay. Look, if you coming out of college, yeah, you're not making uh, uh, $600 every two weeks. Yeah. You might be making 40000 50000 but that's not balling. Like, right, okay. balling is being able to to take your significant other to a to a, a, a nice all paid trip to the Maldives or something. Not yeah. not trying to floss at a club with some table bottle service. Okay. So my counsel always is: listen, if you're in your twenties, look, sacrifice, uh-huh. grind, live broke, don't try to floss. And I'll give you. You know where I learned this from, yeah. Troy? And I go back to my dad, man. 
Yeah. Like my dad, we like we started poor. Yeah. But he did a good job building his way. And his story is he eventually got his PhD. He became a professor. Wow. Um, and he was a six-figure earner. And during that yeah. time, that was like a if you were black, that's big. Or anyone being a six-figure earner, six figures. That was a big thing. Now here's the, the thing hood? though. Nah. When I looked at my dad, yeah. yo, he still dressed the same <laughs> way, yo. He used to come yeah. to my school, pick me up, and I'm like, yo, dad, why you got them old Reeboks? <laughs> This yeah. color joints, mind you, all my boys, their parents was flossing. Right, right, right. Authentic jerseys, killing it. But they didn't have money. Right. But my father was like, yo, I'm good. And in my mind, I'm like, dad, I know you're balling, right. man. You, you got, got assets. You got You it. got property. And you still look like that. At least look like. 100%. Right. Look, but for him, it was all philosophy, man. Okay. It was a mindset, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would say uh, for me, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a couple things, right? But I will focus on one particular event in my life. Where, you know, I I watched my mom and my father go back and forth about money situations. Okay. And I remember, like, asking my mom for some money yeah. to go on a trip. And she said, if I give you this money now, you won't have anything else for later. Mm. So let's not go on this trip. And there was a bunch of those situations, okay. right, growing up mm. that it was like, you know, no right now. Yeah. Be broke now. Let's yeah. not do that now. And then later on, you'll be able to have something else. Yeah. And it might be just to have food or to go do some other stuff with mm-hmm. maybe the church or something like that. So there's plenty of those situations. But for me, I think that was like something that I saw growing up. Okay. Now, look, I'm going to get like real personal. In what ways have you lived broke? Right. Even though you have the money to do what you yeah. do. And I know both of you, both of you are, you know, you make decent money. Yeah. I'm not going to say how much on the air, you know what I mean? But <laughs> you better not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you make me good. But what, what's like the brokest thing that you have done, yeah, even though you make decent money? You I'll, give you, I'll give you a personal story. And I All think right. I, I think I took broke to the next level. So I wouldn't recommend what I'm about Would to say. Would you eat food off the floor? Nah, you nah, nah, I, I wasn't crazy. I said broke. So <laughs> if, I, if he's about to say what I think he's about to say, that's crazy. Don't do this at home. <laughs> Now, but let me tell you, man, I had just gotten a good job yeah. at EMC, uh-huh. uh, which is they're now acquired by Dell. Mm-hmm. And I had to relocate to Boston. Yeah. And it was in the middle of the winter. Oh and I was I made it my my like Dang. my thing. I'm gonna be saving money. Nah. And I forget, man. I nah. just got up there. It was the beginning of January don't and it was me. blistery cold. No, man. don't tell me. And I told myself, yo, I am not yeah. putting the heat on. <laughs> nah, don't this is my worst nightmare. I said, don't do I'm this. gonna control variable expenses. You are not gonna get me. That's what I told myself, yo. <laughs> variable expenses, yo. Are you crazy? Yeah, Nothing. And crazy. I was going on bare minimum food. I said, yo, and then kid, kid you not, I did not put the heat on for like a week or two. I nah. got sick. Are you wilding, man? I got like, sick at my own house. Kind of, what? You, okay, there's 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 there, there's things I would not do. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's one of them. That's I'm cool. not going to be cold for you. <laughs> nah. But but the mindset, and when you when you have that mindset, you don't want to give up. You yeah. Know, you see a reason because you have the, a goal. Yeah. yeah you yeah, have yeah. a reason for what you're doing. Right. I guess for me, uh, one of the things that um, I did to save money. As of recent, it's just getting more jobs, man. Okay. You know, not just the nine to five, but doing side hustles to kind of bring in more income. So you got two jobs like a Jamaican, man. Dude, I mean. You, <laughs> For all I the mean, Jamaicans out there, I'm, I'm Jamaican. I mean, let, so me, be, let me give a don't quick trip. shout out to the Haitian folk out there. Sock You know, I see Troy trying to throw Jamaican to on me. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you really do have to do certain things to get um, get by, especially if you're trying to change the situation. Yeah. For me, it was not turning off the heat. That 
it's a little a little crazy but uh get more get more jobs you know you might yeah, have less yeah. sleep you you can't go out as much as yeah. or as often but for me it was probably just getting more jobs okay. i had at one point just djing doing taxes and i had my day job you know just crazy yeah. and driving uber Okay, dang, yeah. DJ Audit did it all, man. Yeah, man, sure. so, you know, just getting more jobs just to make it happen. Yo, growing up, um, man, my, my my grandfather, and I used to live with my grandparents for uh, for a time in the season in, in Queens growing up a little bit. So, yeah. um, man, I so, like, when I would go to bathe or take a shower, um, and there was, like, a, you know, a little bit of soap left, I would go and just get a new bar from out the closet and uh, talk about bars and bars pretty but. <laughs> Um, get a new bar of soap from from the closet and and use that. This is a crazy right? story too. I remember this one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I, and so he would be like, "Yo, Troy, what, what are you doing?" I was like, "Gramps, I'm I'm you know I'm about to bathe. You know, I'm getting I got a new bar of soap." But he was like, "Yo, there's already a bar of soap in it." I'm like, "Gramps, that thing is slim. I try to wash with it. It's gonna break off in my washcloth." So he was like, "It doesn't matter." He said, "Um, and and this he this is literally what he said that you he he said you know how." You know how Jews um, get more money? And this is not like anything disparaging or anything like that. This is actually like very, very positive. He said uh, that they will put the bars of soap together, the ones that like are kind of um, not used all the way, uh, so that it can make like a new bar, stronger bar that you can use all of the mm-hmm. bar of soap. And his only point was that, yo, they don't waste stuff, man. And that always stuck with me. So now it bugs the heck out of me. It irritates me to no end when my kids do the same thing, man. (laughs) Like, no, the bar of soap is not done. The toothpaste is not done. So for me, uh, living like I'm broke is using everything. Like, I will go and eat leftovers that are, you know, two, three days. It's it's not bad. You know, you may be tired of it, but being tired of it doesn't mean, like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I'm going to eat it because I'm eating it to feed my body. Right. Just because it's two or three days old that's been in in the fridge and it's still good, no mold or anything on it, I'm going to eat it for lunch. You know, leftovers. So I'm, I'm constantly using stuff that is still good that normally in our culture people would just throw away, man. But let that's, me ask you this question. Let me that's ask you this question. But what drives that though? Right. Um, it, it's it's the fact that, and it really here's the thing. I know that using the rest of a bar, so it really doesn't move the needle much. It's not about the bar of soap. Yeah. It's the mindset. Correct. And the mindset is don't waste. Right. right? And that and when you don't waste, here to answer your question, um, you are saving for the future and so that that mindset extends beyond toothpaste beyond bars of soap and it goes into life in general so it can go as far as yo um my car is having i don't know maybe some some engine troubles or something like that yeah some sometimes people would just go and just get a brand new car because they don't feel like messing with that Mm. well that very well could be a 700 maybe one thousand dollar fix while buying a new car yeah is 10 15 thousand or however however much the, the the mindset is yo don't waste that Correct. um you know all of my, just about all of my cars i have ridden until the wheels have fallen off or they've gotten stolen yeah yeah i used to live you know <laughs> you know I used to live in, in your own car no. I, I, I know what you're doing i know what you're doing i was in newark yeah. my car got stolen i was like all right whatever uh let's just get another car but yeah, yeah, yeah. man but the car that i it, i drove a 94 toyota camry right sure. and it got stolen back in 2015 yeah so we're talking about that car was 21 years old. I was still riding that mug like it was new, man. At yeah, least there's a hard. demand for it. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a yeah. demand. So principles don't waste. Yeah. And that went from soap, toothpaste, all the way to a, a new, newer car or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what it is for me, though? Uh, and all those points are valid. It goes back to what Jay-Z originally said. Okay. He was like, financial freedom is my only hope. Yeah. And yeah. the reason what, what the, the, fir- the fire that comes to me, I'm trying to be free, man. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You can't, especially as a people, we can't be liberated, truly liberated until we're economically liberated. I believe that. Yeah. Right? So, That's real. 100%. So if I'm dependent on a job from whatever, whom I'm working for, they own me. Right? True. If I'm, if I'm in tons of debt because I'm trying to live like hood rich, so to speak. Yep. Yo, Wells Fargo, they own me. And and for me, man, I'm just trying to be free. Yeah. I and, feel and, and Hood Rich, let's let, let's give some context too. Yeah. It's not only about wearing certain types of clothes too. I've spoke to people and realized in their conversation about what they do in their life that they're hood rich. Yeah. I don't eat leftovers. What? <laughs> okay. What? What? Just, just <laughs> but you just talked to me a few minutes ago and told me how much debt you're in and right. you don't eat leftovers? Right. I right. gotta eat something new all the time nah. and you don't cook. You gotta eat out. Nah. I don't wait, come on. Nah. Yeah. That's living rich and dying. Yeah, I'm saying like oh, yeah. there, there's different versions, and I think sure. people have one side of it, they think about the clubs and stuff, but there's different versions of hood rich. Yeah. Right? When you broke and you're doing stuff that you should not be doing, right, as far as sacrifice. Right. Man, you got, so let, you let's stay right there. Why, why do you think so many people are hood? Because what, what Jay is describing is hood, being hood rich. Yeah. Why do you think so many people are hood rich? What's the attraction to, to living a hood rich life? Man, uh, I think part of it is they're trying to impress people. Okay. Yeah, um, um, and they're trying to live up to keep up to a standard. Okay. I, I think, you know, and because of that, they're, they're constantly doing things to show something. Yeah. Um, that's my thought. I don't yeah. know what you think on it. Yeah. I mean, I would say there's some historical context, right? Like we, when you I'm focus on black folk, you know, sometimes we, we don't feel as valuable in yeah. our society. Yeah, yeah. And so to feel some type of value, you put mm. valuable clothes on right. your body. Absolutely. So in that, in, in that sense, that's where you get your value, right? Yeah. So let me put something that costs something on me. Right. And maybe I, I will feel valuable. And I think that mindset might play a part yeah. of why folks kind of do that and kind of show it off like, hey, look what I have on. Yeah. Now I'm valued as something. Right. And we need to kind of change that up because to me, that's not the way to Absolutely, yeah, but that's yeah. why I love Hope's song so much, right? Yeah. If you think about, it, there was a time like when music was all about flossing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, grills, you yeah. know, or all this stuff. You know, what I'm yeah. saying everybody had to show something, mm-hmm. but that yeah. can't be the case, man. That's not sustainable, right? Yeah. Now I feel you, man. Yo, big ups to to Jay for putting this song out there, especially yeah. this bar. Uh, this is awesome. Financial freedom, my only hope. Bump sure. living rich and dying broke. Yo, this is life saving for somebody, nice. man. It's, I know nice. it's helping me a whole lot. This is just wisdom. Right here in the bar. But yo, you all have been listening to the first episode of the Bars and Bars podcast. To Boog, to DJ Audit. Yo, thank you so much for your input. This is awesome. We out. Deserve.